right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I am Caleb, and with me as always is Craig, and we're just kind of going with the flow right now. Um, This might be a little bit shorter of an episode. If you do hear background sound, if you hear static, I apologize. I just got my computer hooked up at the new house, and there's a decent chance that we may have some of the same audio issues that we did before, and I just do not have time to work with them right now, so... This is what we got. What we got to work with, man. That jankity stuff, man. Yeah, it's all just about how things are specifically hooked up and everything. So I'm hoping by next time when we do the preview for the Northwestern game, that will be okay. That will be fixed and ready to go and everything. So, But for right now, we, we, ha- we need to get this in. It's Monday night. Usually we want to try to do this Saturday or Sunday night to get it out Monday, but... I was nowhere close to being ready, uh, as moving sucks. Yeah, it does suck. So, you know what? If halfway through the show that we're doing, and all of a sudden you start to hear me cry, there's a reason for it. What because, happened? Because we're in about a half hour, this guy turns 50. Oh, man. Say <laughs> what? I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know what to do for that. Should I just do? It? There we go. Hey, <laughs> it's I, all downhill. I might not even make it. <laughs> <laughs> you, as soon as, as soon as it's your birthday, you're gonna like just have a party, right? <clears throat> there might be a knock on my door, and then some mailbox, and it'll be a AARP envelope. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't send you one already. Usually, people get those like before, right before they turn fifty. Right, I know. So yeah, big five zero, man. That's it. Forties are over with. That's it. It's done for me. Oh man, what? Well, yeah. I, t- I told you, man. I told yes. I getting told pulled. you that you're getting. Yep, you're getting up there. Yep. May as well pack it up and move into the retirement home now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Go uh, drink some of that Musilex and get some of that um, Insure and you know buy some Depends. <laughs> All that stuff. <laughs> yep, yep. There you go. So, have my kids feed me. You know. Oh stuff. yeah. I already get them the mow lawn and all that kind of stuff, but um, feed me wouldn't be too bad. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> well, someday they'll probably just have to change your diaper. Right, right. It'd be all applesauce and pudding after that. Right. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Don't want to think about it. Don't want to think about it. All right. So, yeah, that's going with me. I'm remodeling to my living room and you're moving. So we got a lot. We had a lot going on. So, yeah. And well, if I don't catch it right at midnight, happy birthday, Craig. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. A little party celebration. Play that right at stroke of midnight. So, yeah, I'll try to I'll try to catch it. We're still recording at that time. So, Uh, but things that we do want to talk about definitely a lot that we can talk about yeah as uh michigan played their big 10 opener which was the maze out which looked very successful i heard some people from the game were mentioning that more people were wearing uh maze 
uh, but then it got cold, so some of their coats and things like that were not maize, and that's part of the reason why you may have seen some things in there where people weren't wearing maize. But a lot of people showed up with maize. Then it got a little cold. But yeah. what didn't get cold was the Michigan offense. Yeah. Yeah. And that just it's, yeah wildfire. Train but, rolling, yeah. Yeah, way better than either of us could have imagined as Michigan took down Nebraska 56 to 10. Yeah. Wow. Ah, man. Let me see. Um, I guess, I, well, yeah, I was closer because you had 38 to 21. Yeah. But I had 42 to 17. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were pretty close. Yeah, you were much closer than me. Yeah. So that was, uh, I was very bummed because of all the moving stuff. I actually didn't get to watch it live. So I watched it that night. Um, but I did keep up with some things. And so actually the first time that I was able to check my phone because I was driving so much, um, sat down, was grabbing a bite tea and I flipped over my phone and it was 30 to zero. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just uh, line of scrimmage, dominant, and uh, Michigan took it to them. Well, you know what? You had Nebraska coming out in a 3-4 defense, and, of course, you know what that happens is, you know, you get a lot of blitzes and you get things like that, and Jim Harbaugh and the staff knew that, and that's what you get, man, and um, created some big holes and, you know, big runs, big, big runs. Yeah, go ahead, um, Craig, before we, like, well, I mean, I, you can if you want to get into the numbers, but initial reaction, I mean, completely, um, well, I don't necessarily want to say completely different from what we've seen before, but completely above and beyond what probably anyone really expected. Right. Uh, pretty much everything people hoped for, but uh, go ahead and go with your uh, quick reaction and initial thoughts. Well, yeah, I mean, you're talking... You know, I'll leave the numbers to you, and everybody knows what the numbers are. But, you know, this was a from top. You tell me the last time Michigan's played from top to bottom in all facets of the game and played great. And that's what this game was. It went from passing to running to the offensive line blocking uh, extremely well to the defense, to the secondary, to the receivers, to the special teams. I mean, fucking Donovan Peoples-Jones, who think you know, I thought ran four football fields just to get the touchdown. He ran all over the field just to get to a T. And he and it was something something to see. And then you had the punter, you know, punting really really well in this game. It was just dominant. This defense just dominated. We're talking. I don't think Nebraska. What do they have? Like six yards. Of rushing, I think, in, in the first half of the game. Or I think maybe negative six. I don't know, around that number. It was crazy. I mean, to look at the total numbers that Nebraska put up in the first half was mind-boggling because Michigan, this game, Michigan was ready for this game. They are ready for those uh, um, those edge rushers of deep, uh, Nebraska. They are ready for them. They blocked well for them, which I thought maybe they'd have a hard time doing it. Just really looked like the offensive line was there to play and it showed and they created big holes and Shea Patterson looked great. He looked like he had time. He didn't throw a lot. He didn't have to, 
But uh, when he did, he made it count, and it, it was just this game was everything. This is the kind of offense that Michigan and the Michigan fans have been waiting for for a long, long time, haven't we? Is these games where you start off the Big Ten conference and you do it with a blowout, and I don't think Michigan's had blowout games in a long time, and we've had like two to three already in a row, and we didn't have that last year whatsoever. And it's good to see. The big number was 81 players got on the field. <laughs> 81, which is, I think, a record. And we're talking about 81 all the way to the bench. <laughs> we had third stringers all the way down playing in this game. And that tells you how much Michigan dominated. And they and Jim Harbaugh pulled all of his uh, starters, I think, in the late second quarter, uh, in the beginning of the second half. That's how dominant we were. Uh, yeah, I... I... He he started interchanging quite early. I do remember that. But, I mean, you saw Bush in the – you saw some of the starters sprinkled in there and everything. Right. Um, but, yeah, the uh, – no, the last time you saw a dominant – I mean, uh, a shutout speaks for itself. But the last time you saw Michigan start off with um, this strong of start, in my opinion, for the Big Ten was 2015. Um well, no, they uh, started with Maryland and Northwestern, and those were two shutout games back to back. Right, right. Yep. 20, 28 to zero and thirty eight to zero. So, right. Uh, we'll we'll see how things move forward with this. I mean, obviously, we don't ta- need to talk about Northwestern. We'll talk about that later this week. But yeah, this was just. I mean, I was so excited to watch this game. Because I of what I saw for the score, I wasn't even on social media that much to see what was going on. Um, but yeah, so I, I watched it, and all of it was awesome and fantastic. And the um, uh, uh, people will say what they want to about Nebraska if they showed up or whatever, but um, the ability of the offensive line, yes, there's I they were not looking perfect. Um, but they did a fantastic job pass blocking, run blocking, and what I really got excited about uh, was the use of um, Mason. Yeah, yeah. And the ability of the offensive line. It was so easy to watch when they were right there near the goal line because there, I think there were a couple times where they were right there and the offensive line, before they even were running the ball uh, by the time they ran the ball into the end zone, the entire offensive line was in the end zone. That's what we're talking about. You're, you know, you've been saying, and we've been saying the, that kind of push that Michigan's offensive line needs. Usually, they're equal with the defensive line, or they're getting pushed back. In this game, you didn't see any of that. You just saw them push, like you were saying, just push to watch Mason score. Uh, three touchdowns. I mean, that's <laughs> you just give him the ball, and they made it. And, and that's what Mason needs. He's like, dude, all I need you guys is use those big bodies, get down, and push this uh, defensive line. And they did. They did a great job. Yeah, that that was fantastic. That was a lot of fun to watch. Um, gosh, I there a long time we've seen, seen that. Long yeah. time. Yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah, and uh, I mean, so many things that we could go with uh, over the numbers. I mean, Michigan just coming shy of 500 yards, uh, putting up 491. Uh, and then Nebraska barely getting into well, okay, I shouldn't say barely, 
but hardly getting into triple digits with 132 total yards. Yeah. So. And that was all uh, pretty much junk at the end, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, it should have ended 56-3 to three probably. Yeah. Because um, they did, they fought for that field goal. I mean, you can say what you want about it, but, I mean, it would have been nice if it was 56-0, but, yeah, I, I would probably say, you know, it would have wound up being 56 to three anyways, but yeah, they, uh, I mean, man, Nebraska just, do you, do you take away from it that Nebraska just didn't show up or what? I mean, okay. Now, yeah, it, everyone of course had huge hype for Harbaugh and Michigan and everything, but, and there's been quite a bit of hype, not definitely not as much with Scott Frost and Nebraska and starting out on three. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. You know, what is it? Last time Nebraska went 0-3, is it like... The 50s? The 40s? The 40s? I think it's the 40s. Yeah, it was something like the 50s or the 40s. United States were... Was, <laughs> this tells you how old it was, man. United States was in uh, World War Two. <laughs> man. Good cow. Yeah. That's pretty long. That's a long time ago, so... Oh, yeah, because the last time they started 0-2, I think, was the 50s. And the last time they started 0-3, yeah. I think, was the 40s. Yeah, I think you're right. So, yeah, no, it's uh, – I mean, uh, they, people are talking about the culture and everything. And anytime you do that, there's always going to be – there's yeah. often going to you be – I'm not sure Nebraska gave up. Look, I, this is what I think what's happening is you're seeing Scott Frost. I think he's kind of looking at this as – I like this team, but it's not my team. You know what I mean? And I think it's going to take him a while. It's going to take him even next year and a year after that to get his players in there the way he wants. I think he's going to make this team good. I just don't think he's got the guys playing up to, you know, the way he wants. And I don't think they really gave up. I just think that Michigan was so dominant because all these guys are handpicked by Jim Harbaugh. And then he got – Basically, you got Frost coming in just like Jim Harbaugh did with Michigan, trying to get his guys, and you know he doesn't have his guys yet. So, yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, wait and see where he's at. I'd probably say in year three or four. Uh, I'm not necessarily sure how they've started out zero and three, but they're going through their own growing pains and things like that. So. And I knew I knew Martinez. I knew he would start the game, and I, that was a given just because he's the, the more mobile quarterback, and and just because he can throw, you know, he can throw the ball pretty well, and he can run the ball. And I I think that they kind of were looking at the Notre Dame playbook, and just didn't work out. Uh, trust me, Don Brown had this defense uh, all ready for Martinez starting, and you could see it. So. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they did. They did a good job. Uh, so the two things that I'll quickly point out. Um, oh shoot! Don't don't let me forget. We've got voicemails. Don't let me forget that. Um, the two things I want to point out because we're gonna have a lot of great things that we can say and everything, and not for me to be like I don't know a negative Nancy or whatever you want to say. Um, but you do want to mention the th the areas where there can be improvement. Um, they handled Martinez very well, and he's a mobile quarterback. 
uh, and they shut him down a lot. But there were a couple times where it kind of broke down. Um, again, with how the edges for the defense um, would surround him and get behind him. And there was one time where there was only one uh, person from the defensive line in front of him, and Martinez just took off. Right. Yeah. So that seeing that have obviously, I mean, I can't think if there were many other circumstances, um, but at least with uh, you know that that happened once. I mean, you're not it's not gonna kill everything, but against different teams that could be very detrimental. So mentioning that, but then also kind of the weird thing that I'm surprised that I guess we need to be talking about this is um, uh, kicking. Right. Yep. Uh, punting has been fantastic. And so nothing against Quinn, uh, Quinn Nordeen, but, um, you know, when, when things come down to Ohio state, Penn state, Michigan state, Wisconsin, whatever you're going, uh, it could come down to being able to fall back on your kicking. And it's so, it, he's so good. But it's kind of that consistency thing. It's, and, and I can't tell, and I have not broken it down yet, if it's a kicking issue or a holding issue. Yeah, right. right. So I'm saying Quentin Nordine, and I could be completely wrong, and it's not really even him that's the glitch in all this. But, yeah, you, had the, you did have the missed extra point. So, you know, he, he, he kicked well. He had some good field goals, but then he had, you know, that one where he should have made the little chip shot. So And he hit what? I think one of them he hit was a 50-yarder? Yeah. Yep. Field goal from 50 and 38. Yep. So, which is great. I mean, it really is. It's pretty great. So. Yeah, 50. Wait a minute. And then you had, you know, obviously you're talking about the Ambry Thomas uh, recovered fumble on a botched punt. Yeah. So. It was really cool. <laughs> yeah, that was beautiful. Right. And it was like, <laughs> so, yeah, it's just like all facets of this game was just just turning out. And that tells you how dangerous this team is. Yeah. Three, three punts for 178 yards for Michigan. Yeah. That's right. crazy. Yeah, and then we're talking about a defense that came to play and was ready for him and allowed 17 total yards in the first half. 17. That that's that's dominant, and that, I mean we're not talking about we're not playing a Western, we're not playing an Eastern or anything like that. We're talking about Nebraska here, folks. Pretty good uh, defensive line, yeah. They're they're not playing great this year at all, but you know I thought they played much better, but they didn't. And just it seems like Michigan uh, opposed. I don't know, put their will on Nebraska this whole game to put the foot down. What did they say? Put the, the pedal to the metal and then just never let go. Yeah. Put the foot on their throat or whatever yeah. it is. And this is a game that you and I were talking about. We've been wanting to see for a long time because we said Michigan has a hard time if they're winning to keep winning and scoring points. And then that's when you say you want to, curb stomp these teams that way you can get these other guys in to play and get some playing time and then you got to see that this is what we've been hoping for this kind of stuff right here yeah you know what my biggest disappointment about this game was what's that that mccaffrey's rush touchdown didn't count (laughs) 
Hey, you know what? I always said my my boys were watching it and they were yelling "Go go go!" and they said it's a flag and I said it's a holding. Something they go, how do you know? And I said, anytime there's a big play, it's usually holding. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't, and you didn't even need to hold them. <laughs> right. Nope. I know that was beautiful, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. And uh, he's he's awesome. Uh, the way, and then he had that other run, and he put down his shoulder into the defender, and yeah, yeah. He, that... he, He's good, man. He's he's awesome to have as a backup, and really yeah, he's gonna do well. So, um, yeah, Karan Higdon with uh, 136 yards, uh, dude. I'm loving True Wilson uh, blocking and you know his grit and everything. Um, it's, uh, talking on the other side of the ball with Nebraska, it's crazy that your leading rusher was your non-mobile quarterback. Yeah. Uh, with three carries for 23 yards, but then your starting quarterback, your uh, dual threat quarterback, had seven carries and negative 12 yards. Wow! Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> yeah, not much on the, their running game whatsoever. They couldn't run the ball at all. They couldn't pass the ball well either. So, but yeah, you're talking about, and I said this is this this team runs so smoothly when Karan Higdon is the running back. He just knows he can find the holes. He's got speed. He's got grit. He is strong. He's got good vision. He's got the, he's, he's like the complete back that Michigan needs. Evans is good and true. Wilson's good, but they're, you know, they all have their qualities, but he's like the total package. Oh Yeah. Yeah, no, he does a fantastic job. Yeah, and uh, I saw somebody say I don't know who it was, but they were essentially saying the most uh, underrated um, uh, yeah. was it running back or most underrated college football player for Karan yeah. Higdon. So yeah, we got to see Christian Turner in there, which is really good. But um, yeah, I mean, and the special teams was wonderful, and just seeing you know, and Bush was all over the field. Um, he had a game of his life, man. Oh yeah, Bush, dude. Bush is so fast. Yeah, it's so deceiving, isn't it? Oh yeah. When he um, there was one play specifically where they threw it. Um, it was essentially almost uh, a lateral, but they they threw it towards the sideline, and the guy caught it. And he, so he's already running out that way, and then right. <laughs> um, Bush. Um, sees the pass and everything and so then he changes to where it's going and everything and he beats the guy to the sideline and uh tackles him just totally crazy yeah yeah i mean you know you would give them an a the defensive line and just seeing you know when bush and gary i believe had a sack and a couple for losses so yeah complete team yeah yeah absolutely so um, looking at time. I mean, is there any of these things that stand out to you that you just, you know, I mean, is it the 17 yards of offense? It's just incredible. I mean, that's, I mean, they had negative six yards at the halftime. Yeah. Uh, so are you kind of saying what necessarily would be the most impressive part kind of? Yeah. Yeah. In this game. Oh man. Um, hmm. 
The defense or the offense? I think I would go with the offense and the their ability to yeah it wasn't the whole entire game but the ability that they had to um dominate and just push around their defensive line at certain times uh was awesome to watch yeah yeah i agree so what what about for you what was uh one of your biggest or your biggest yeah. takeaway positive takeaway well i think it's um just the big playability by this team, you know, it seems like every play in this game seems to be a big play. And I think I was used to Michigan. I'm so used to watching Michigan grind, grind, grind just to get a touchdown. You know what I mean? And it seemed like, uh, like I said before, it's like pulling teeth just to get, watch Michigan at the five yard line, get a touchdown. It seemed like I'm like, it takes us, three to four to five tries just to get over the the line and for a TD. And I'm like, and not in this game. There's big playability, and that right there is huge because I saw big play after big play after big play on offense, defense, special teams, everything in this game, and I think Michigan did it. The only thing I can say that and bad about this game, I'm going to be a little negative at this point, there's so much positive that I'm going to be a little negative. There wasn't anything negative about the game, but I'll say this. The only thing I'm worried about is the lack, and we didn't need it in this game. Trust me, we didn't need it, was I still want to see this team, when they play another team that has a good defense of passing, or I mean rushing team, a good defensive line that can pass rush, or uh, run rush, <laughs> If we can pass our way into uh, scoring more, that's all. So you're essentially saying when the running game is taken away from us that we'll right. still be able to... Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Will we be able to pass? Because, you know, Shea Patterson didn't have to do much. You know, he's under a... What? How many yards is he passing have? Uh, 100... I forgot what he had. 120. Yeah. So... <clears throat> but I like what he's doing. I mean, he's so... He isn't turning the ball over. Like, we had a lot of issues last year. He's making smart decisions, and I think that's what we need. And I think you and I were talking about you need a quarterback that makes smart decisions, smart choices, and just uh, puts that ball where it needs to be for us to score. And that's what he does. Oh, yeah, and he's got uh, great oh, yeah. vision, and he's got bullet for an arm. Um, okay, well, before I forget, let's make sure to get these uh, voicemails in here, and then I'm sure that we're going to have some reactions to it, and then we have to review some of our lock and dump uh, content from last week. Um, so let's do these in order and get to our first voicemail here. You got to change that voicemail, man. I mean, it just sounds like you're scared. But now, anyway, I told you I'm going to be calling this Stephen Brown. Twitter handles Mr. Durrell1980 or at Mr. Durrell1980. Um, I'm not watching the game. I'm actually at my part-time job, but Twitter is keeping me updated. Shout out to Michigan Twitter. Man, I mean, dang, Frost. I mean, might want to find Thanos and get the, get the time stone, go back to 1997, because they putting a proper whooping on them boys. I mean, good grief. 
I, I mean, I thought it was going to be a little competitive after the after the American, I mean, the national anthem. But dang, it is man. But it is what it is. I mean, I mean, this seems personal. Every time Coach Harbaugh plays the Scott Frost led team, it's always personal for some reason. Like this is this is what I want to see from Michigan every week. Not going to get that. It would be nice. But I mean. Every aspect, they're just playing well, man. Like this is just, this is just one of those whoopings, like bringing home all else on the report card, like type of whoopings, man. Like, dang, man. Well, I'm kind of glad I ain't watching it because I would, I would gain a little bit of sympathy from Nebraska, not much, because it's all about Michigan. But, dang, man. I mean, they might need to put Cade McNamara and get him some snaps, and he's still in high school. But it is what it is. Nebraska had it coming. It'll eventually be good. I mean, this is not a not an indictment on Frost. He just doesn't have the talent right now. Um, and Nebraska fans, I guess they can keep reminiscing about the 90s because that's all they got unless Michigan puts up 90 points on them then. I don't know what to say then, but, man, this is just – this is – it's kind of embarrassing. But, hey, I love it, man. I love when Michigan dominates people. I love it. Um, hoping they take that mindset into the rest of the Big Ten play. But, yeah, man, it's like this is, this is more personal, I think. Every time they play, you know, Frost and Harbaugh is personal. Frost, Frost needs to learn to keep his mouth shut, though, for real, man. Like, I mean, after today, I don't know what the final score is going to be. It's the third quarter right now, but, I mean, man, I mean, he's not a bad hot thing, man. This, I, I'm at a loss for words. Man, it's a beatdown. But, I mean, it is what it is, man. That's life. I, like, I like seeing teams get just destroyed. Like, take their will to live. Like, like, make them regret putting on pads. That's what I want Michigan to do to Nebraska today. And it seems like that's what they're doing. But my time's almost up. Hey, man. Hey, keep it going, man. I'm loving it. Loving the show. Y'all keep doing y'all thing. Michigan Twitter, what up? Everybody, y'all know. I ain't going to name you individually. Y'all know who y'all are. Except for Sean Martin, man. He a hater. And in, in, in B-Line, we trust. There's some haters, man. Everybody else go blue. <laughs> uh, Steven, thank you for that call. And thank you for the voicemail. I always appreciate it. Uh yeah, it's um it was certainly a beatdown and I will take it I mean, I know he was just like saying, Oh man, I got a little sympathy. Uh I, I don't know if I ever really get like that. It's just kind of like, hey, if Michigan's on a roll, let let 'em let them roll. So yeah. I mean, even what even if it's a team that we that I kind of you know like or appreciate, I don't care. If it's Michigan on the in the game, let them roll over anybody. Like uh, Michigan playing, uh, we always mention how um, Northwestern is one of those Big Ten teams that uh, we like to see them succeed in everything. Um, but when they play Michigan, screw it. Uh, you know, b- blow them out. Do uh, pitch the shutout. Uh, and everything like that, but uh, but yeah, your your thoughts, Craig? Well, my thoughts. I've I've said this before, and you know, if I got Michigan fans that don't like me because of it, and I'll say this is, <clears throat> I will never say I feel sorry for the other team at all because of the very fact is Michigan's not used to this. If we have Michigan fans complaining about, well, we we play a. Um, subpar team, you know, wait till we get a real team. And I'm like, look, we're talking about subpar teams last year that we couldn't beat. 
We couldn't even curb stomp. We couldn't get beatdowns like this. We had Cincinnati we struggled with. We had Air Force we struggled with. All these games that were subpar teams, we barely scraped by to beat them. I remember the Hoke era. I remember where we had a hard time beating them teams. And I'm like, and these, this is a time, and you just brought up, we just talked about earlier about the other teams where we had a blowout. And it's about time Michigan takes these subpar teams and they blow them out. This is exactly what they should be doing and get ready and get that confidence, get that offense going, ready for these big teams that are coming up, like your Michigan States, your um, Penn State, you get your Wisconsin, you get your Ohio State, yes. And I will say this is, if you don't think blowing teams out don't matter in the polls, you just look at Michigan and how far they jumped up. So it yeah. does matter. It does. They went from 19 to 14. Yeah, and um, and some of and it, of course, has to do with um, the players – or not players, the teams ahead of them that lost and or barely won and things like that. But, yeah, no, I, I do agree with that concept that – if you blow out teams, you will rise faster in the rankings. I, I, yep. I don't like the rankings. There are so many stupid things about the rankings, and I do believe that that is um, a common factor. Yeah. So. Yeah, right. Yep. Go ahead and hit your horn. I turned 50. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I'm in the voicemails. I'm not in the um, – Oh. There you go. Whoa. Okay, that was a little loud. Sorry. I had the volume all the way turned up because of the – the voicemails are so quiet. Okay. There we go. Craig is officially old, old. Old, yep. It's, yeah, it's beyond old. It's old, old now. Yep. Old, old. <laughs> yep. Old, old. All right. So, all right. Well, we don't want to miss the second voicemail, so let me, uh, let's get to this uh, before we move on. Hello, guys. This is Ray from Tampa. Tampa. Uh, I want to start off first by saying that Caleb from, I want to say, Indianapolis, he's absolutely right in regards to uh, having the games at AT&T and Atlanta and stuff. One, yeah, it creates revenue, but two, it gives you the recruit in the area without even having to bring them up, but they can actually see you. Now, let's get on to... Uh, what we saw yesterday, I just watched the game this morning uh, for the third time, and Michigan looked really, really good. This is the Michigan that we've actually been waiting for. Uh, the defense played like we know and how they should have always played. The offense, the offensive line was spectacular. I mean, they were moving the ball. I mean, on the goal line, like, they were getting all kinds of push. It literally looked to me like Nebraska didn't want anything to do with Michigan. It was phenomenal. Uh, Shea Patterson had a good run, had a good run during the game, making good decisions. Uh, fell off his 70% completion rate, but, you know, he still did a fantastic job. Um, Karan Higdon, the running backs, they were doing phenomenal, but for the first time this this season, I have to give it to the offensive line because the offensive line opened up those holes. The Vax had vision, and they just let them have it. Even when we put our second string uh, offensive line in there, they were still just destroying that defensive line in Nebraska. 
So all I can say is everything looked good. We did well. Go blue. Love the show. All right. Thanks, Ray. Appreciate that. Absolutely right. Great points he made. Offensive line was like you and I were talking about how good they were and just the blocking. And it's been a while. I mean, and this team, this offensive line did their job very well. Yeah. Yep. Do your job and did it. They did. Am I saying that right? (laughs) Anyways. um, But, yeah, real quick with what he said, too, at the beginning, and uh, he was talking about Craig's voicemail last week about the uh, neutral sites and everything. Like, I I get and I understand what people are saying. And maybe, okay, maybe you can invite your own. I don't know how it works. I know recruiting is not my strong suit. Maybe um, both teams can invite recruits to neutral site games. I don't know if they do that at all, really. But um, what I will say is um, uh, wouldn't it work that – I mean, okay, think of, think of uh, Rutgers when Michigan went in and beat them 78-0. to zero. Yeah. Was that well, not a recruit uh, – essentially uh, ta- speaking directly to the recruits and being like, yo – you might want to reconsider what you're doing, and if you have an offer for Michigan, uh, jump ship right now. And you're right. And that actually, I believe that game, if you think back to it, that we did have a lot of recruits at that game. Yeah, so if you do – so, I mean, I understand the idea of the neutral side game. The biggest thing that I think is the only thing that's different is the money because you can – you'll get – in front of recruits, like if if Michigan wanted to get in front of Texas recruits, go play Texas, go play Texas A and M, go play Texas Tech. If you want to get in front of uh, recruits from SEC country, of course this would never happen because they never schedule anyone outside the FCS or F FCS. Yeah, uh, go play Alabama. Heck, yeah. if you could. And of course, I'm not telling them to do this right now, but I'm, of course, schedules are made for way out in the future but it's just like if you could go down to alabama and you can put up a good fight or heck if you could beat them or something in the future that speaks volumes compared to going to a neutral site location and maybe winning a game right right exactly so uh, the, the money thing yeah that's complete that is absolutely a big factor and everything but everything else uh, when people bring up recruiting i'm just kind of like i don't think it's that big of a difference again uh recruiting is not my strong suit but that's just kind of my thought with that so um but okay so we uh want to cover everything from last week to talk about all our lock and dump and predictions and all that fun stuff so let us go through lock and dump our first question from last week seems like forever ago uh, Michigan will have more than 425 total yards for the third game in a row. And you and I both locked that in and they came at 491. So we both, uh, yeah. both got points for that. Uh, then the next one was the Michigan defense will hold Nebraska to a third down completion percentage of 31% or lower. <laughs> and they absolutely did that. I think it was, yeah, 23%. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, you put you add in that garbage time at the end. That's what that was. So. Yeah. So it would have been worse than that. So uh, I would I would really like to know what that was through three quarters. Yeah, me too. 
Um, so that would be kind of interesting to try to find out. But I like that you dumped that, Craig. I think you dumped it because of anticipating garbage time. Yeah. Um, but even their success late in the game wasn't able to change that. Um, me, right? <laughs> yeah, and then the last one was the weird one I threw in there. Shea Patterson will rush for a touchdown. That uh, did not happen. Craig, you dumped that, so you got the point for that. But we had a quarterback who was going to rush for a touchdown, but got called back. Yeah. Called back. <laughs> yeah. Lame. Yep. Yep. Lame. But, uh, but then uh, the other thing that we had, actually, I'm going to go ahead and do this here now. Let me. There we go. Okay. Here we go. Uh, uh, score breakdown for the conference. Uh, there was the Friday night game, Penn State at Illinois. It was actually a game for like a half. That was a good game. I was able to watch that. It was a really good game. Yeah. Uh, so Penn last half. Yeah. Yeah. Penn State doing the Penn State thing of starting out slow but winding up winning big, 63 to 24. Minnesota uh, undefeated, shockingly, fell big time to Maryland. Or at Maryland, forty-two to thirteen. Uh, so they are no longer perfect. Purdue playing out of conference against twenty-three Boston College. Purdue at home with the big upset, thirty to thirteen. I was shocked by that. Oh yeah, shocked by that. Yeah, me too. Totally shocked. Uh, and then Rutgers also playing out of conference, but falling flat on their face, forty-two to thirteen at home to Buffalo. Uh, Ohio State also out of conference, um, forty-nine to six against Tulane at home. Uh, Michigan. You ever going to get away from this cupcake schedule? Yeah, no kidding. Well, they did. Uh, they did have TCU. Yep. Give them that a little bit, I guess. So, um, Michigan State went on the road to Indiana. Uh, it was it was a game. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. it was always relatively close. And so the final score uh, was 35-21. to 21. Michigan State took the win. And then, of course, the ever-insane, I didn't get to watch it. I was very disappointed. Uh, Wisconsin at night at Knicks Stadium against Iowa. And the final score, the Badgers actually got the win, 28-17. to 17. Knicks Stadium at night. Wow, that's a big win, man. Yeah. That that was pretty crazy. Tough so, to do. Tough to do. I think at halftime the uh, score was my. I had a prediction for that game being seventeen to fourteen, and that right. was the halftime score. So, uh, well, we both bombed terribly on our locks for the week because okay. I had, I had Boston College covering the uh, six and a half point spread over Purdue, so they bombed that, and then you picked Minnesota covering. Uh, negative one and a half over Maryland. So, we, yeah, we suck. Man, would the real Maryland stand up? They're either hot or they are cold. My, yes. My word, you are – it is tough to figure out this team. So, Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was indeed very rough. It's like some consistency cons- – yeah, I can't speak. Some consistency – yeah. So, but hey, we're seeing some consistency from uh, Michigan, which is nice, and they're looks like they might be picking up momentum. So we'll see as uh, later this week we will do the 
preview for the Northwestern game, which will be interesting, which will be difficult because it sucks because I have not been able to find very many Northwestern games on YouTube. Oh, right. It's like, dude, come on. What's going on? Usually every year there's a decent amount for every team by now, and I could only find one game recorder of Northwestern. So, Right. Ah, we'll see. So, well, Craig, you, my friend, need to enjoy your birthday. Thank you. Um, do, do something fun. Do something crazy. Go, go get a senior discount. <laughs> so I said at some buffet or a movie or something like that. Yeah, get the early bird special. <laughs> That's nice. Yo. Oh, man. All right. Well, no, I do hope you have a good day. Um, Ray and Steven, thank you guys for your voicemails. Appreciate it. Um, sorry again if you if there is feedback and, you know, the issues with the audio. Hopefully that will all be ironed out by the next episode. I just got things set up uh, for recording. Actually, right here before we let you guys go, I'll tell you the funny story that I told Craig before we started recording. Um, my computer is on the opposite side of the house now which is usually no problem i mean i have a hundred foot court so but we have a very long house now it's not like a box it's a long rectangle and so i take the cord through the basement and i try to get it to the modem and it's two feet short so i i had to spend a little bit of time trying to figure out a solution for two being two feet short so here, but here we are. We got the recording yet. So we're good. Yep, we're good. So, and that's got to be tough, you know, you know, moving and getting a new house and all that. So it's the worst time of year to do it, man. <laughs> so bad. I saw your kids' uh, video of them and looking at their room for the first time. It was pretty cool. So. Yeah, th- there's there's the cool parts. There's the fun parts, but. Yeah, I got so much crap to do. <laughs> yeah, moving part just stinks. Yep. Done. We're done. done. Don't don't want anything else to do with this now. But no, it's all good. Good things happening. Good things happening for Mission Football. We appreciate you guys listening, and we hope you guys have a good week. And we will catch you later for the preview of Northwestern. Until next time, go blue. Go blue. Mm-hmm.